The forces of evil seem to be relentless, stalking us in the darkness when we are alone and most vulnerable. We feel the chill of their presence, the shadows that lurk in the night, the terror of being hunted by something unseen. Nothing can protect us from their malevolent grasp and the darkness that engulfs us when we need the light the most. This terrifying tale of the demonic is titled A Knock in the Night. Alex moved into his new apartment with a feeling of excitement and anticipation. This was his first time living alone, and he was thrilled to finally have a place of his own as a college student. The building was an old, run-down building, but it had a certain charm and character that Alex adored. He was enchanted by the details of the place, the creaky floorboards, the small windows that looked out onto the street below. Alex couldn't believe he was finally here. He'd dreamed of having his own place for years, and it was now his reality. The thought of having his own space, being able to make it his own, was enough to send a chill of excitement down his spine. He spent the first few weeks of living there, exploring the nooks and crannies of the building, getting to know its quirks and secrets. He even made some friends with the other tenants, and they'd often hang out and chat over coffee or beer. It was a new and exciting time in Alex's life, and he was determined to make the most of it. He quickly settled into his new home, feeling more at home than ever before. His new apartment was the start of a new chapter, and Alex was ready to take on whatever life threw at him. Alex had always dreamed of the day he would move out on his own, but he was never prepared for the loneliness that came along with it. Growing up in the sunny California, he never expected to feel so alone in the cold and rainy Seattle. As the days went by, Alex found himself more and more isolated from the world. He spent his days watching the rain from his window, and his nights lying in bed wishing he could talk to his family and friends back home. The wind howled viciously outside Alex's small apartment as he lay in bed, his mind filled with the distant memories of his sunny California days, and now the worry of how he had ended up so far from home. He drifted off to sleep, his melancholy demeanor slowly fading away. But then, all of a sudden, a loud banging on his door awoke him. Thinking that it was just his imagination, he ignored it and tried to go back to sleep. But the banging persisted, gradually becoming louder and more insistent. Alex slowly rose from his bed and made his way to the door. He slowly opened it, ready to face whatever stood on the other side. To his surprise, there was nothing there. Alex shut the door and tried to forget the knocking. He laid back in his bed, but the knocking hadn't stopped. Bang, bang, bang. It seemed to echo through the hallway. He tried to ignore it and lay still, but the knocks persisted. He couldn't take it anymore. Alex got up and opened the door, ready to confront whoever was behind it. But again, there was no one there. He shuddered, feeling a chill run down his spine. He was sure something was watching him. Alex slammed the door shut and ran back to his bed, covering himself in the blankets. He lay there, his heart pounding, and no matter how much he tried, he couldn't ignore the knocking. He was sure whatever was out there wanted him to open the door, but he was too scared to do it. Alex heard the knocking for days, and each night it seemed to get louder. He dreaded going to sleep because he knew the banging would start again. Finally, he couldn't take it anymore. He had to face whatever was out there. He prepared himself and opened the door. There was nothing there. No person, no monster, no ghost. He was relieved and confused. Alex was exhausted from the torment of the constant knocking on his door which seemed to never end. He desperately wanted some peace and quiet and finally decided to rest his head on the door. As soon as he did, the knocking started up again. 
At his wit's end, Alex opened his eyes and looked out the peephole on his door. He gasped in horror at what he saw, a demon straight out of hell. It was so hideous, no man could stand its sight. Its eyes were filled with the fires of hell, and its burnt flesh glistened with anger and despair. Alex was so terrified he went mad in that moment. He screamed and ran away, the demon chasing close behind him. Alex was terrified. He threw everything he could find at the figure, but it wouldn't go away. He screamed and shouted for help, but no one seemed to hear him. Eventually, his neighbors called the police. When they arrived, they found Alex in a state of panic, telling them about the demon he could see, but no one else could see it. The police tried to help him, but no matter what they did, the hideous monster kept tormenting Alex. Finally, the police had no choice but to take Alex to a mental hospital. There, Alex was given medication and kept under constant supervision, but the demon kept tormenting him. Alex was never free from its presence, and he would spend the rest of his life tormented by this demonic force. The demons that haunt us throughout our lives are no mere figment of our imagination. These dark forces of our innermost thoughts have a power that cannot be denied. They lurk in the shadows of our minds, ready and waiting to prey upon our fears. They are relentless and unyielding, a force to be reckoned with. Do not underestimate them, for their presence is ever-present and their hold on us is unshakable. Beware these monsters of the mind, for they will never cease to terrify and haunt us. Jenny had been dreading her 40th birthday for weeks leading up to the big day. She had been so focused on her career and her charity work that she hadn't really had time to think about it. But when the day finally arrived, Jenny felt surprisingly calm about the whole thing. At first, she was a little sad that she was no longer in her 30s, but then she remembered all the amazing accomplishments she had achieved. She was a successful lawyer and had done a tremendous amount of charity work in her community. She had achieved a lot in her life, so turning 40 was definitely something to be celebrated. Jenny decided to spend her special day with her closest friends. They went out to a fancy restaurant and toasted to her milestone birthday. They laughed and reminisced about old times and shared stories about their lives. After dinner, Jenny and her friends decided to end the night with a quiet stroll through the park. As they walked, they talked about the future, their dreams, and how far they had all come. When they reached the end of their walk, Jenny looked up at the night sky and smiled. She thought about all the years she had spent working hard to get to where she was and how much further she still wanted to go. The night of her birthday was perfect, but when it was time to go home, she couldn't help but dread it. She didn't want to sleep, as she was haunted by the torment she suffered as a little girl. Every time she closed her eyes, she was reminded of the bullies who would tease her and make her feel worthless because of her weight. The nightmares of the cruel children were always the same, from her childhood days. She would wake up in a cold sweat, feeling scared and alone. She tried to push away the memories, but they kept coming back. She was terrified of going to bed, so she stayed up late and did her best to stay awake. But eventually the fatigue was too much and she drifted off to sleep. The nightmares never went away and every night she would suffer the same torment. She would wake up feeling isolated and helpless, her self-esteem destroyed by the experience. It was a never-ending cycle of despair and she felt like there was no escape. She was constantly haunted by the memories of her childhood torment. Little did Jenny know that these nightmares weren't from the trauma she suffered in her childhood, but something much more sinister. As she slept, demons would enter her room and whisper into her ear. They would tell her that she was worthless and didn't deserve the life she had. 
Jenny's nightmares became more and more vivid as the days went on. She began to hear their voices more clearly, and their words made her shake with fear. She tried to run away from the demons, but they always followed her. One night, she awoke to find the demons had begun to take physical form. She saw the dark silhouettes of their eyes staring at her and felt their icy breath on her skin. She screamed and tried to run, but they blocked her path. The demons told Jenny that she was nothing and that she should just give in to them. They told her that she was unworthy of love and that she would never be happy. Jenny was filled with terror, but she managed to find the courage to fight back. She shouted at them to go away and leave her alone. She told them that she was valuable and deserved to live a happy life. The demons laughed and mocked her as she tried to defend herself. Jenny had been suffering from the same strange and terrifying nightmarish attacks for months. She was desperate for a way to end the onslaught of terror that plagued her every night. And so it was no surprise when she eventually turned to the one thing she thought she could control, alcohol. At first, it seemed like a godsend. The liquid numbed the fear that gnawed at her soul and the nightmares started to fade away. She was able to sleep again and the days felt a little less oppressive. But her newfound relief was short-lived. Jenny quickly became addicted to the substance and her drinking spiraled out of control. She started missing days of work and soon found herself unemployed and alone. With no job and no money, she felt worthless and her self-esteem plummeted. Soon, the nightmares returned with a vengeance and Jenny realized that the demonic entities that had been tormenting her had won. The only thing that was left for her was to surrender to her addiction and accept her fate. Jenny had been consumed by her own demons. In the end, they had taken everything from her, her job, her self-esteem, and eventually, her mortal soul. We all have our vices that we turn to when we're feeling down. That drink, that bet, that craving for someone's affection, they may seem comforting in the moment, but in reality, they can be some of the most harmful things we can do to ourselves. What we often fail to recognize is that the comfort we find may be coming from something truly sinister. Little do we know that the source of our comfort may be far more dangerous than we could have ever imagined. Our next demonic tale of terror is titled On the Mountaintop. James had never had it easy. His childhood was filled with turmoil, and he had no one to turn to for guidance. As a result, he developed extreme coping mechanisms to deal with his anxiety. He resorted to substance abuse in a desperate attempt to keep his distress at bay. James soon found himself spiraling out of control, and he began to lose sight of who he was. He was no longer the person he was meant to be, and he was so afraid of facing his problems head-on. He felt like he was stuck in a dark pit with no escape. One day, while in a particularly dark place, James stumbled across a stranger who had been through the same struggles as him. This stranger shared his story and encouraged James to confront his fears and fight for his life. Taking this advice, James began to confront his struggles and seek help. That stranger became James' friend Mike. Mike was a true friend. He was there for James, even when he was at his lowest. He was there to lend a hand, to offer a shoulder to cry on, and most importantly, to be a friend. Mike was determined to help James turn his life around. He took him under his wing and helped him get sober. Day by day, Mike and James worked together to get James back on his feet. One year after the start of their journey, James was finally clean and sober. To celebrate this amazing accomplishment, Mike decided to surprise James with a hiking trip in the mountains. James was overwhelmed with appreciation. He couldn't believe that his friend Mike had done so much to help him. 
From the bottom of his heart, James thanked Mike for being such an amazing and supportive friend. The two friends hiked, talked, and laughed in the breathtaking mountain scenery. James was filled with joy and gratitude for the wonderful friend he had in Mike. That day, James felt truly blessed to have a friend like Mike and promised himself that he would never take his friendship for granted. James was standing there, motionless, as he stared into the raging fire. He was lost in thought and reminiscing over his life up to this point. He had been through so much and had been struggling to hold on to his sobriety. It was on this very trip that he was celebrating his success. Suddenly, out of the corner of his eye, he noticed a movement. Mike had emerged from the tent carrying a six-pack of beer. He walked towards the fire, illuminated in the darkness, and stood there in silence. James thought it was strange that Mike was offering him a beer on this special night. He had never partaken in any alcohol during this journey, and he was determined to stay away from it. He looked up at his friend, and when their eyes connected, his heart stopped. Mike's true form had been revealed to James. His eyes were black, and his horns were protruding from his head. His teeth were sharp and jagged like a shark's. James was filled with fear and confusion. He had no idea of why Mike had chosen him for this journey, and why he was now offering him a drink. Mike hadn't said a word and just stood there, with a menacing grin on his face. James looked down at the embers of the fire, a wood crackling and popping as it burned in the intense heat. His moment of thought was quickly interrupted by Mike in his full demonic form. The demon's voice echoed with a devilish, scary tone, I'm not changing back, James. You know who I am. James was shaking. This was the first time he had been sober for this long, and now he was being tempted to drink again. Mike tossed him a beer. You might as well have one of these, he said coldly. James knew what he was doing. His mind was racing, debating with himself whether or not to fall back into his old habits. He wanted to give in, but he knew what he had to do. He had to stay strong, no matter how scared he was. With a deep breath, James threw the beer into the fire. He watched as the beer disintegrated in the flames and the embers slowly died out. You made the right choice, Mike said, his demonic face slowly fading away, but I'll be back. James shivered as he watched Mike disappear into the night. Mike crept up behind James, bottle in hand, a twisted grin on his face. James could feel a chill go down his spine as Mike opened the bottle, the smell of the drink wafting in the air. He knew that this was not going to end well. Mike pressed the bottle into James' hands, and James could feel an adrenaline rush course through his veins as he watched the liquid inside glisten. He knew that this was the drink that had been his downfall, and yet here he was taking it again. He took a sip, and immediately the feeling of pleasure flooded his body, pushing away all his worries and doubts. But that feeling was short-lived. As the warmth of the drink slowly faded away, the shame of what he had done came crashing down on him. He had worked so hard to get his life back on track, only to have it all ruined in an instant. The demon laughed with a sinister cackle, as if taunting him for his foolishness. James was frozen in fear, unable to move. His own vice had taken control of him once again, and he was powerless to resist its evil ways. James stared into the flames of the campfire as the demon sat across from him, looking as if it were sizing him up. James had been drinking for hours, and the alcohol had already taken its toll. He was in a daze, his eyes half-closed, his face drooping. Suddenly, the demon began to show him visions of a better life, a life without alcohol. A family, a good job, a nice home, it all seemed so perfect. James felt his throat tighten and his eyes fill with tears. He knew he had thrown away this chance to be happy. 
The demon then seemed to reach out and grab James's soul. He felt a deep sorrow fill him and he could no longer keep his emotions in check. He looked up at the demon and, with a cracking voice, asked, Why did you do this to me? The demon's voice was dark and menacing. Because I wanted to see you fall again, James. I may be evil, but you chose this life, my friend. You chose to drink away your pain and sorrow instead of facing them head on. You chose this path, and now you must live with the consequences. James bowed his head in shame and guilt, feeling the weight of the demon's words. He knew the demon was right. He had chosen this path, and now he was living with the consequences of his choices. James began to cry, his tears mingling with the alcohol on his face. He knew his life was in ruins, and he'd never get it back. James drank himself into a drunken mess of a life, and there was no way out now. The demon watched over James for the rest of his tragic life, a coy smirk on his face. When demons come for us, they are far more insidious than a dark force in the night. They don't just appear out of nowhere to frighten us. Instead, they lead us down a dark path with gentle persuasion. They are not just another bump in the night, but a sinister presence that can lead us astray. Our next story on demonic influence is titled An Unfaithful Moment. Michelle and David had been together for 25 mostly happy years. They had known each other since college and had been inseparable ever since. Throughout their relationship, Michelle and David had built a strong relationship that was based on love and respect for one another. They had raised two wonderful children together and worked hard to build a successful engineering firm. They were both respected in their industry and their company had earned them both a lot of money, enough to ensure that their kids had a good future ahead of them. But their hard work and dedication had come at a cost. They rarely had time for themselves, and their relationship had slowly started to become strained. They both knew that they had to take time for themselves in their relationship, but they hadn't known how. As Michelle awoke from her slumber this morning, she was filled with an unsettling dread. It was as if something was lurking in the shadows of her dreams, whispering to her. She couldn't make out the words, but a strange feeling of unease filled her. Little did she know that something sinister had been at work all night, manipulating her subconscious. It whispered to her dark and twisted thoughts about her husband David. This dark presence whispered that he was cheating on her, and that she should be with someone else. It taunted her, telling her that she was too good for him. As the night progressed, Michelle felt the darkness slowly consuming her. She felt as if a deep, dark void had opened up within her, slowly swallowing her entire being. She felt a strong urge to leave everything behind and flee. But it was too late. The malevolent entity had already planted its roots in her mind. As the sun rose, so did Michelle's fears and doubts. Michelle wanted to scream and run away, but the evil force had already taken control of her. Michelle confidently entered her office, feeling the gaze of her male employees on her. She had always been a beautiful woman, but for the last couple of years, her husband David had made her feel insignificant. She had all but given up on feeling appreciated for her beauty. However, as she walked past the desks of her male employees, she could feel the admiration in their eyes. They looked up and smiled at her, and she felt a spark of confidence again. She returned the smiles. That evil force had played a trick on her as they weren't admiring her beauty, but were just greeting her as they would any other day. She was their boss, and they were just being polite. That demon attacking her subconscious all night made her feel that she was desired by all men except her husband. Distracted by all the newfound attention, Michelle decided to work from home as she had a lot to do today. 
As she arrived home, she saw that a gentleman from the gas company was parked in her driveway and ringing the doorbell. He was checking for leaks in the community, and she let him in to check her furnace. As the man went down the stairs to her basement, Michelle thought about how handsome and rugged this man looked. He was quick to check the furnace for the leak. But as he climbed the stairs, something strange happened. Michelle felt a sudden urge to embrace him, to kiss him with all of her passion that had been building up over the years. But before their lips met, the man pushed her away and shouted that he was married. In that moment, Michelle heard the sound of her husband's voice from the stairs above. He had seen everything. She had been caught cheating, and there was no way to deny it. Desperately, Michelle ran into the bathroom, her heart pounding with fear. When she looked in the mirror, she saw something even more horrifying. In the reflection, she could see a demonic entity laughing at her and mocking her. She realized that the devil really had made her do it, but no one would ever believe that. Michelle shivered with fear as she heard the sound of her husband's angry accusations outside the door. She knew it was only a matter of time before she would lose everything she had worked so hard for. Other times, I believe evil is exactly as it appears, a force capable of horrible, terrifying, and vicious acts. It creates stories that fill us with fear, feeding into the malevolent forces of our existence, and reminding us of the darkness that is ever-present in the world. Our next story is titled The Fun House. Jenna and Lynn had been best friends since they were both five years old. They had grown up together in a small town and had always dreamed of the fall fair that took place each year. As they both turned 12, they were finally old enough to go to the fair without their parents. They could hardly contain their excitement as they woke up bright and early on the morning of the fair. The fair had rides, games, and cotton candy that the girls loved. The rides were the best part, though, as the girls laughed, screamed, and held onto each other while they went round and round. The night seemed to go on forever, and the girls stayed until the last ride had shut down. The two girls, Jenna and Lynn, had just finished their day at the fair, and were ready to go home. But as they were about to leave, a clown stepped out of the fun house and waved them in. The clown taunted and teased the two girls, daring them to come inside the creepy fun house. Lynn looked at Jenna and said, let's go check it out. The two brave girls ran into the dark and spooky fun house, and were immediately surrounded by a strange, eerie atmosphere. The clown was nowhere to be seen, and the only sound they could hear was the sound of their own heartbeats pounding in their ears. As they made their way down the long and winding hallway, Janet and Lynn heard a deep and menacing laughter echoing through the walls. It sounded as if hundreds of clowns were laughing at them, trying to scare them away. They felt a chill run down their spines as the laughter intensified but they kept going, determined to make it out of the fun house alive. Finally, after what felt like an eternity, Jenna and Lynn reached the end of the hallway. They stepped into a large room, the walls covered in clown paintings. In the middle of the room was the clown, laughing maniacally. Welcome to my fun house, it said in a deep, scary voice. Jenna and Lynn trembled with fear as the clown advanced towards them, but they stood their ground. It looks like you two are brave enough to stay, it said, its eyes twinkling with amusement. Jenna and Lynn had no choice but to accept the clown's challenge. The two girls laughed at the clown's warning and continued walking into the fun house, unconcerned with the danger they were walking into. Little did they know that the clown had been telling the truth. The deeper they ventured into the fun house, the creepier it became. The walls seemed to be closing in on them, and the darkness was growing thicker and more sinister. The once cheerful decorations on the walls looked as if they were now haunted. 
and the cackles of laughter they heard echoed off the walls like a curse. Soon enough, the two girls found themselves in front of the door marked hell this way. The clown had been right. As they stepped through the threshold, they were met with a sight so horrifying it made them scream. The fun house was filled with monsters, grotesque creatures with claws and teeth that seemed to be made out of a living darkness. They snarled and snapped at the girls and they ran, terrified, through the narrow hallways. Every turn they took seemed to lead them deeper into the darkness, and the monsters seemed to be growing more and more aggressive. The girls were sure they would not make it out alive. Jenna and Lynn had been to the fun house before, and had always enjoyed the carefully designed sets, the bright lights, and the laughter of children. But this time, as they entered the ride, they were met with something much more sinister. The sets were gone, and all that remained were twisted, gruesome structures. They began to explore, but were quickly met with the most horrific sights they had ever seen. Blood and gore were everywhere, and it was clear that this place was filled with torture and torment. The two girls began to panic as the realization dawned on them that they had crossed over into an actual hell. The air was thick with pain and suffering, and all around them were screams and cries of agony. Jenna and Lynn could barely move, paralyzed with fear at the sights around them. Suddenly, a devilish figure emerged from the shadows. It was a tall, dark figure with glowing red eyes, and it looked directly at them. Welcome to hell, you will be spending all of eternity here now, it said, in a deep and scary voice. Flames rose up from the ground and surrounded the two terrified girls. Jenna and Lynn shivered in fear, not knowing what to do next. They wanted to run, but it seemed that the figure had them trapped. They could only watch as the figure began to laugh maniacally, as if to mock them. The laughter echoed through the land, and Jenna and Lynn knew that they were in deep trouble. They had crossed over into a realm they would never escape. What started as a fun day at the fall fair ended in tragedy. The town was abuzz with excitement as people crowded around the rides, the carnival games, and the food stalls again that next day. The fall colors of the leaves on the trees and the warm autumn air made it perfect for a day out. But suddenly, the fun was interrupted when news got out that the two young girls went missing the night before. The townsfolk were horrified and immediately began to search for the girls. But no matter how hard they looked, the girls seemed to have vanished without a trace. The people were horrified and the fall fair was immediately shut down. They became scared to leave their homes at night, dreading the possibility that the same fate could befall them if they were not careful. They had searched for the girls everywhere, but they had no luck in finding them. Little did they know that the girls were now doomed to suffer an eternity in hell. The fall fair was never reopened, and the incident left the town forever changed. Sometimes it feels like the worst things that can happen only happen when we finally find happiness. The good only seems to make the bad feel even worse. It's a confusing and frustrating cycle, but it's important to keep your head up and stay hopeful that things can and will get better. Our next tale of the demonic is titled Unleashing the Past. The sun shone brightly over the town square of New Hope, its 250th anniversary of existence celebrated with a parade, a celebration, and the opening of the time capsule placed there a long, long time ago. The crowd standing in the town square was filled with anticipation as the mayor and other town officials made their way to the capsule. The mayor was a descendant of the town's founders, and he wore an old-fashioned top hat and suit, a reminder of the old world charm of the town. The mayor pulled out an old key and unlocked the time capsule, revealing a note within. He read it to everyone, and it spoke of the hope and optimism of New Hope's founders. They had envisioned a world of peace, 
free of war and suffering, and the note was a testament to that dream. The crowd was brought to tears by the emotion of the note. It was a reminder of the good in people and of the power of optimism and hope. The mayor closed the time capsule and locked it back up, and the celebration continued. The townspeople of New Hope had the chance to reflect on their town's history and its 250th anniversary, and they were filled with joy and hope for the future. They could now look forward to another 250 years of peace and prosperity in their small picturesque town. The people of New Hope had long heard the stories of their town's great history, but little did they know of the dark and terrible truths that lay in wait. You see, when they opened those doors, they unknowingly unleashed a terror that had been held in check for centuries. The original founding fathers of New Hope had made a desperate deal with the devil during a drought to bring rain to the parched land. The devil had granted their wish, but with a warning that someday, a great evil would be unleashed upon the community. That day had come, and the people of New Hope had released a terror they were not prepared to face. As the clock in the center of town struck midnight, a deep and ominous rumbling began to echo through the night. It was like the ground itself was shaking with fear. The people of New Hope, a small picturesque community, began to stir, with fear and confusion overtaking them. Suddenly, a portal opened and from it spilled a horde of grotesque, horned creatures. Demons and the damned had entered the world, and they were filled with a hungry rage. They began to spill into the streets, their eyes filled with a deep and unquenchable hate. The citizens of New Hope were filled with terror. All seemed lost as the creatures filled the town with screams of terror. People scrambled to find safety, but were met with claw and teeth. The creatures began to rip and tear through the village, destroying everything in sight. The dark creatures had brought a new kind of terror to the small community, and it seemed there was no hope of survival. The night was filled with doom and destruction, and it seemed that the darkness of hell had truly descended upon new hope. The air was filled with the stench of sulfur, and fires were burning everywhere. The townspeople of New Hope were stricken with fear as they watched their homes burn to the ground. There was no escape, an unseen barrier surrounded the community, trapping them inside. A living dead roamed the streets, searching for victims to take back to the demons. One by one, the townspeople were dragged away, forced back to the town square. Those that remained clung to each other in fear, knowing that soon they would face unspeakable acts if they were caught. The evil presence of the demons seemed to linger in the air, making it thick and oppressive. People hid in the shadows, hoping and praying that the demons would not find them. But those prayers were in vain, as the living dead continued to haunt the helpless townspeople. The screams of terror and pain echoed through the air as the townspeople were dragged away, never to be seen again. Those that remained were filled with terror, knowing that soon they would face the same fate. The townspeople of New Hope were trapped unable to escape the horror that surrounded them. They had no choice but to face the unspeakable acts that awaited them as they were slowly herded into the darkness. The citizens of New Hope were lined up one by one in the town square and forced to watch in horror as the devil himself arrived through the portal created in their small town. The devil was accompanied by a host of demons and the damned who cackled and jeered as he made his way through the crowd. As he passed each member of the town, he would conduct unspeakable acts upon them to the delight of the demons and the damned. The mayor was then brought forward to face the devil, and he pleaded with him for mercy. The devil, however, was unmoved and offered the townspeople a deal. If they offered the souls of ten citizens, then the time capsule containing the portal would be resealed, and every one hundred years, the inhabitants of hell could descend upon New Hope for just one night of hell.
The townspeople, filled with fear and dread, reluctantly agreed, and the portal would now be closed. The descendants of the original forefathers of the town were dragged through the portal by the demons that descended upon New Hope. The people felt shame and sorrow as they realized that they damned the future inhabitants of that town to one night of hell every 100 years. These would be their children and grandchildren that they cursed for all of eternity. No one spoke a word as the devil slowly disappeared through the portal, leaving the townspeople in a state of shock and terror. The devil had gotten what he wanted. More access to torment the living and he really had to do nothing. All that remained was an ominous silence, punctuated only by the screams of the damned. The townspeople knew that from that day forward, every night, in every home, horrors of an unimaginable nature would lurk in the shadows, waiting to be unleashed.